You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, it was a limited edition fireworks display in the old backyard, but I still had a blast putting it on just for my parents and my wife and daughter. How was your 4th of July? I want to hear. The Mountain West pulls a Costanza and tells San Diego State, get out. Also, Stephen A. Smith says, I could be next, and then tells me a phrase I've never heard before. All that and more in a special 4th of July edition of the Zabecast. Straight ahead. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. Thank you for downloading. And yes, it is a race to bed. Quick shower and wake up early to attack the sudden short work week edition of the Zabecast. Tonight, just me stinking of sulfur. Sweat and Linen Kugels. Fourth of July fireworks show for five this year. That's it. Not 35 or 45, or maybe at its peak, 55. Just me, my wife, my daughter Catherine, my mom, and my dad. That's it. <laughs> oh, and the freeloading neighbors who I, I still can't get over this story from a couple of years ago. We have this big. You know, we're, we're going to shoot fireworks off. We have a big neighborhood get-together, and we invite our very next-door neighbors. Now, you know, we're on 10-acre parcels of land in this cul-de-sac in the far western burbs of D.C., and so it's not like your neighbors are right on top of you, but we invited them, and we're friendly with them, and we're like, all right, well, they didn't show up. It's weird. Maybe they, were, maybe they had planned to the last minute. So I see my neighbor... Not long, a day or so after 4th of July. Hey, how's it going? Name redacted here for purposes of you never know who's going to hear this podcast. In fact, one of the neighbors further down my cul-de-sac, what's up, Elwin Murray, listens to the podcast on the regular as he's driving around, tending to the restaurants he manages all throughout the East Coast. Um, and by the way, he and I are curela. Uh, not, not that I'm, not that I'm sideways with our next door neighbors. I don't want that to be the case. It's just, they're, they're interesting. Incredible landscaping, by the way, their landscaping is humiliating to me. It's like everything is perfect. And they, of course they pay for it. 
You know, me, I'm trying to keep up my landscaping on my own, weeding and trimming and mowing and everything else. When you got the budget they got, they just bring in the the ace crew and every shrub, every mulch, every flower bed, perfect. Anyway, so these neighbors, they say, I go, hey, neighbor, uh, sorry you missed the, the fireworks show. We had a good, good get together at the house. He goes, oh, no, we didn't miss it. I go, you didn't. Why didn't you didn't come over? He goes, oh, no. We watched from our screened-in porch. It was great. And I thought, maybe you should have left that detail out because now, I don't know, it kind of feels like a dick move. Hey, neighbor, why don't you come on over? We're having some people, uh, beer, sodas, desserts, fireworks show. Come say hi. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> they don't show up. Hey, thanks for the fireworks show. We... We just watched from our porch. Didn't care to come over. But this year, it was just fireworks for five. My brother, Jim, who used to be my gleeful brother-in-arms when it came to buying and setting up and lighting off fireworks, because that's what we did when we were teenagers, when we couldn't even get the good shit you can get now. I mean, it's amazing the caliber of firework you can buy legally in half the states across America. My brother is in Vermont at a duck dog jumping competition. He has an incredible dog who is now becoming a champion duck diving dog. Just flies off the dock. Her name is Sierra. She is a Drathador. That's half Dutch Drother and then half Labrador. Incredible hunting dog, retrieving dog, and flies and has energy that never quits. So he's been taking Sierra out during the summers when he's not hunting in the winter or the fall with her and doing these competitions. So he and his wife were up in Vermont for a competition. I'll have to get an update on whether Sierra won or not. So he wasn't there. And my other daughter is counseling at camp right now. She was not home. Uh, My brother's kids are out of the house and gone living their own best lives. The neighbors don't like us, obviously. Well, we, so that's problem solved there. And we just don't really put out invites like we once did to get big crowds from all over the place. And, you know, when, when Scott Lynn had his kids at a certain age, they loaded them up in the car and they drove all the way out the hour from across the river and through the woods to Zabe's compound they go. And we had grand times. So there was a sadness, make no mistake, a sadness beyond just the fact that I spent a couple hundred dollars on something I could not return. See, this is the one time a year that I face my most formidable consumer foe. The one thing even I, with my prowess and my pension and my shamelessness when it comes to returning things, cannot return. Fireworks. (laughs) But there was a sadness, a sadness of things lost or a sadness, I guess, of things that are past in life. I don't know if you too have felt this as your kids have gotten older and certain things you once did no longer happen anymore. Of course, if you have grandkids, it all renews again and you get to enjoy a golden second run without any of the worry and responsibility and the cost of it. And that's what my parents have been able to enjoy. And I'm very happy that My mom and dad got to enjoy that. Very blessed that they're still with us and hanging in there and doing pretty good, all things considered. 
I'm not sure we'll get to that as parents. You know, we've got two daughters, one of whom is special needs, Catherine. She lives with us, going to live with us for quite some time. She's not going to deliver us grandkids. <laughs> Better not. And, uh, and Megan, I don't know. She's on her own schedule, you know. If I can tell tales out of school, she'll probably be mortified for me saying this, but she had me, she's a junior in college, really hasn't had a serious boyfriend yet. Or really any boyfriend, much less serious. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So I don't know. I don't know. So I remember the big parties. I remember how hard my brother and I tried to scheme and go, okay, we get fused and do this and set this up this way and we'll cluster them over here. What if we went over here? And how gleefully we would drive up to Breezewood to get fireworks. This is before West Virginia legalized them. So that made the drive a whole lot shorter. Instead of two hours up and two hours back, it was 35 minutes to the West Virginia border. But we'd drive up to Breezewood, make a, make a thing of it, talk in the car, get some sodas and chips and snacks on the way up. Good times. And spent so much money. I even bought special tubes off the internet for launching mortars out of. Because one, I thought, well, if I buy a bunch of tubes, we could set up these sort of, you know, uh, arsenal. We could set them up, uh, these big fusillades. Is that the right word? Fusillade? Let me see if I get that right. Hold on a second. Fusillade. F-U-S-I-L-A-D. Definition. I know. I'm looking up stuff here. Uh, A fusillade. F-U-S-I-L-L-A-D-E. A A number of shots fired at the same time or rapidly after one or another. I don't know if they call a rack of tubes that shoot mortars a fusillade, but whatever it is. I thought, okay, I'm going to buy these tubes and we can construct these things and then we'll have them every year and we'll save money because instead of buying these boxes that disintegrate and you have to throw away, you just buy the mortars, put them down in there, stitch, uh, put the fuses together and we'll, we'll do this every year. Make a big display every year. Do our own custom thing. Maybe even get some kind of software program and and a laptop and do, God, we tried so hard. What happened to the tubes? Oh yeah, threw them away. They were cluttering up the garage, and I said, this is a huge waste of money. And I always do this dance of, God, what a waste of money this is. I'm burning my money. But I can't not do it, even in years like this where I knew it was only going to be me, my mom, my dad, my wife, and one of my two daughters. I could not do it. I'm like, God dang, it's 4th of July. we got to do it. Because I thought, who knows? This might be the last. Might be the last you know, in this, in this house. Might be the last... That I get to see. Knock on wood, I've got no health problems that I can see right now, so I think I'll make it to another one, but you never take it for granted. And then I started thinking about all the things I used to do on the regular. Big things. The football field painting and the turkey bowl game. Haven't done that in years out here at the property. These big 4th of Julys, we haven't had one of those in a while. My Potomac Cup golf tournament was great. Haven't done that since 2018. Zave Vegas has been down for several years now since the pandemic. The last one was 2019. Holy shit, we're coming up on four years. I'd like to get it going again. (sighs) Deep sigh. Be all right. Life is still good. One more thing about the fireworks show. I did get the drone up. Uh, The DJI Mavic Mini Pro 3, whatever they call it. Small one. It's really good. It's the one I recommend. Got it up. I'm a one-man show. It's just me lighting off all the fireworks and trying to fly the drone. It was too dark. 
It's too dark because my wife helpfully turned out all the lights to the porch and the floodlights, which was great for viewing. But I meant to say, honey, leave those on for just a second. I got to orient the drone to get the house in the background and then I'm good to go. So I couldn't see anything. It was completely black. And the drone, when it took off, had nice blinking green lights, sort of like an airplane with you know, wingtip lights to tell you where it is. So I thought, well, I'll just look at it up in the sky and I'll see where it is. For some reason, those green lights stopped blinking after about 10 minutes of flight. I'm like, what are you doing, DJI? So got it back, thought I was going to crash it, trying to light fireworks. A couple of the fireworks fell over and started shooting low to the ground. Thank God I didn't shoot and kill my parents. That would have been awkward or me or the wife. (laughs) Got a few assets. Don't know if I'll post them. Everyone does fireworks. Everyone has drones. What's the big deal? Do you really want to see it? I'll try to post it. Oh, and the meal was incredible. It was incredible and it was simple. Johnsonville brought. My wife said the source. She's like, do you want Johnsonville or should we get the Harris? I go, shut your mouth. You get the best brat ever made. Pride of Wisconsin. Johnsonville. Of course, don't tell you singers. They'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. I had a Johnsonville brat. I had a half a hot dog. And oh, what did I have on the brat? Ketchup. You're goddamn right I did. No mustard. No coleslaw. No sauerkraut. No onions. No. No diced green stuff. No. I had what I wanted, which was ketchup. I'm a ketchup kid. You want to call me names because that's how I like my brat? Mmm. To you, pal. Half a hot dog, mac and cheese, two ears of sweet white corn drenched in butter with a little splash of crab seasoning. And then a brownie with whipped cream afterwards and some ice cold Diet Cokes. I mean, I'm sorry, but Thanksgiving, you cannot touch this holiday. Fourth of July, Greater sign, Thanksgiving, all day, every day, a hundred different ways. And I've done the tail of the tape. I know there's some things to, you know, in, in advantage of Thanksgiving. It's not even close. Fourth of July rules. Okay, on with other news from the Fourth of July. The Nathan's Hot Dog Contest looked like it was in peril at one point of being canceled. But then, after a weather delay, some rain some excessive heat. They couldn't move it inside. They then wait out the storm two hours later, get it done. You're not going to believe who won. I mean, this, yeah, Joey Chestnut won again. Nobody can beat him. Is it interesting or not interesting that nobody has come along to truly dethrone Joey Chestnut? Oh, I know, Kobayashi. But Kobayashi has now become a mythic figure as he has sort of slunk away from these competitions because of the fact that he's had a dispute with the organizers. But other than those two, how come nobody else has said, you know what? Watch this. Is it because Joey Chestnut just has a certain skill? Is it because he has an esophageal dexterity that cannot be matched? I don't know. I do know this. I don't like watching it. (laughs) I just don't. It makes me physically ill just to sit there and go, oh, I can feel my own stomach begin to ache as I watch that thing. 
but good for him. And I think he wins something like a paltry $8,000 prize money, but he is now enough of a name. He's got enough endorsements on the side. He's making a pretty decent living. I think he can quit his regular job if he hasn't already and just be Joey Chestnut, the great hot dog eating champ. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. San Diego State has been costanza out of the uh, Mountain West Conference. Somebody posted a great clip with some very rudimentary photoshopping on it or video shopping on it of the logos of San Diego State, the Mountain West Conference, other teams in the Mountain West. Basically, it works like this. San Diego State was playing footsie with some other conferences like the Pac-12. And they basically said to the Mountain West, yeah, we're probably going to be leaving. They had a July 1st midnight deadline to either say you stay in or you're leaving. And after telling the conference, yeah, we're probably leaving, but can we negotiate how we leave and what kind of money we might get from the existing TV deals. And then they asked for an extension, San Diego State, at the last second. And the Mountain West is like, no, nah, you're out. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Wait, 
You said there was a deadline. We made the deadline by four hours. Nope. We already decided you're out. They say you're not going to get any. They say that San Diego State's not going to get any of the TV money that they claim they are owed. And they're going to bring up the matter again in late July or early August, I believe, at a conference meeting. And San Diego State's going to have no representation at that conference meeting because, well, they're out of the conference. That is a gangster move right there. The Mountain West was like, you said you were leaving. What? Oh, you want to stay? Mm, Yeah, no, we've already moved on. Who knows where San Diego State's going to play this coming season? I guess their schedule's already set for football, but what about basketball? This is a team that went to the championship game last year. Don't know. Dateline, Ponte Vedra, Florida. PGA Tour executives have got to be sweating now. This lawyer, Larry Clayman, who is a complete kook and a crank and files utterly frivolous lawsuits, filed a lawsuit regarding the live PGA Tour merger on behalf of, I believe, one of the live guys or a couple of the live guys. And it didn't seem to have much merit because he is a very litigious kook, but merit schmerit, anyone can sue. And depending on the jurisdiction, in this case, Florida, you still have to go through the legal process of having that lawsuit kicked out or killed or dismissed. And if you don't get a judge early on who says, uh, this thing's going nowhere, dismissed. Then all of a sudden, you're going to start getting in the legal weeds on depositions and document releases and everything else, which is where we're at now. And so somebody got a hold of some internal documents from the PGA Tour that purport to show talking points that somebody in Commissioner Jay Monahan's office prepared for one Eldrick T. Woods in case Woods would grant an audience to speak to the players at one of the tour stops in support of Monahan and in support of the tour. So in other words, this was like a script of sorts or bullet points for Tiger to read. And it's a doozy. Amongst the things it scripts out for Tiger is scripting out for him to say, okay, guys, thanks for letting me be here. You know, this is not my thing normally, but first of all, everyone turn off your phones. Uh, You know, no cameras, media leave, just you and us, let's talk. He then goes on in this talking points memo, which they thought maybe Tiger would look at and go, oh yeah, this is good, I can say all this. And says, you know what? I'll tell you one thing about Jay. He's working his ass off. He really is. He's fighting hard for us. The memo goes on to include lines of argument for Tiger to use with the players that involve his 14-year-old son, Charlie, and about how he someday would hopefully be on the PGA Tour and could hopefully turn down sweet, sweet live money if it ever came to it. The talking points even concluded Tiger Woods urging fellow players to tell the Saudis to, quote, go fuck themselves, unquote, and say it like you mean it. Tiger Woods, in response, said in a statement, I have never seen this document in my life. I don't know if that's true or not, but wow, 
And there could be more bombshells coming out of this, more doozies. But uh, yeah, this is why even lawsuits that you know aren't going to end up winning in the end can still be a major pain in the ass if you're in a state like Florida that allows these documents to go public, which it has. Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. Man, I turned on SportsCenter on Monday morning, Sunday morning. I, I don't know what day it is, actually. Between traveling back and forth from Milwaukee to uh, D.C. And, and whatnot, and the holiday weekend, and I think it was Monday, watching SportsCenter, and it was pretty much 92.6% Damian Lillard analysis by volume. Wants to go to the Heat. Same guy who just re-upped with the Blazers last year. Same guy who once said to these other stars who were just running around trying to build super teams or to go front-running in front of a contender that they were running from the grind, Damian Lillard. Now he wants to go to the Miami Heat and nowhere else. But most of the pundits on ESPN believe that he was in the right to do so, that the 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 Blazers did not do what they said they would to build a championship team around him. I don't know how much merit that has. It's harder than you think, you know. You can only buy so many players. Uh, Dame is going to make $60 million a year, apparently, in the last two years of his deal. That's another thing that's kind of crazy. He's a good player, fun player to watch. I like the cut of his jib. He seems to me to be a pretty grounded guy. I wouldn't kill him necessarily for saying I want to trade or even for saying I want to go to Miami. But it does sort of fly in the face of what he said so far. Boston's a possible spot. Boston has more assets to give up in return. There's cap issues. I don't know. As a Bucks fan, you want him out of the East. You want him staying in the West, if at all possible. If Miami could get him without giving up too much, Look out, that could be a very formidable addition. Stephen A. Smith has spoken about the recent wave of high-profile layoffs at ESPN on his podcast, and he said, could be me next. Sure it could. I mean, eventually, I suppose. But they're building the, fr- the, the whole network around three or four guys. It's you, it's Van Pelt, it's soon to be McAfee. I'm trying to think who else would be the cornerstones. That's where they're putting all their money. But Stephen A. Smith also, of course, had to make it a bit of a racial angle by saying, you know, it's going to get worse. Could be me next. And then he used the phrase, when white pe- there's a phrase he goes, it's a phrase that we know, it's black people, that when white people get a cold, black people get pneumonia. Damn. Of course, I looked at the overall makeup of those who were let go in this current wave of downsizing, cost-cutting, and it was was a lot of white people. I think there was two main black entities, black people that were part of this wave. Seven of them, I think, were white of the nine or ten of the most famous. Only two are women. Some of the more talentless race-baiting hacks like Mark Jones and Stan Verrett, they're still around. Hell, even Gene Wojciechowski, who does nice, long, thoughtful, journalistic, big J journalistic, think thoughtful pieces for college game day. He's out after something 23 years, which sucks. 
I think there's no question ESPN is headed for being spun off of Disney. Not that I work in the stock field, but uh, or in the high finance field, but from what I've read, I'm like, that makes sense. And maybe bankruptcy after that. It wouldn't be shocking. Of course, it doesn't mean they're going to turn off the cameras and ESPN's not going to be a thing, but they could file for bankruptcy and say, we need to restructure our debts because everything is upside down right now. And no, they would not be going bankrupt because of the whole go woke, get broke. No, it doesn't help you when you go too woke like Bud Light. It can definitely hurt you financially big time. But even Bud Light's going to survive. Saw a guy today, a local convenience store, the big old 24-pack of Bud Light. He looked like a red-blooded American dude. He's like, fuck it, this beer is cheap. I don't give a shit. I'm going for the cheap beer. Boom, Bud Light. It won't be because of the go woke, get you know, get woke, go broke thing. It'll be because basically the whole model for ESPN is capsizing. People are cutting the cord, and so their subscriber uh, money is drying up, and the cost of rights fees for all these major leagues and teams is skyrocketing. Still, they're like, sorry that you can't make as much money, but we have a valuable property called the NFL. You're going to pay. You're going to pay a lot. I think the lesson is own your own content, if at all possible. Like the Zabecast. Of course, then again, it looks like maybe somebody, finally, the people in charge of wasting other TV's network money, can stop trying to make Bomani Jones a thing. Brace yourself, kids, but game theory has been canceled. Still got three years too many. Three years on the air, and they all sucked. Game Theory debuted in 2022, first airing after last week with John, last week tonight with John Oliver, one of the strongest shows on HBO. Then it debuted after real time with Bill Maher for the second season. And each year, Game Theory with Bomane Jones lost on average 80% of its lead-in viewership of the two strongest shows on HBO. Holy shit. HBO's sister station, TNT, even re-aired episodes of the second season following uh, the week ahead of its own NBA doubleheader, and it still got no ratings. Many times failed to register the top 150 rated cable shows any given week, and they gave him not one, not two, but three seasons. This is now the third big Bomani Jones vehicle that has been canceled due to utterly low ratings. His daily TV show, which was High Noon, got canceled. They moved it around a couple times. Like, well, maybe the time slot's no good. Maybe noon is no good. Move it at a different time. Maybe early evening, late afternoon. Nope, that doesn't work either. Had a radio show on ESPN that was canceled. Low ratings. Affiliates dropped it. And apparently the podcast he's been doing for ESPN since 2020 is also due to be let go in August. I've never met Bomani Jones. He took a bit of a crack at me on Twitter once regarding the Kirk Cousins stuff. He, he was so anti-Kirk Cousins. Gee, I wonder why, right? But yeah, Bomani Jones. People just, the only guy I know that likes Bomani Jones other than Bomani Jones is Jay Cottrell. I'll ask Notorious J-A-Y what he thinks because Bomani has been failing upwards at the speed of light for a while now. And he's 
banked a lot of money. Maybe it's the end of the road, maybe not. Maybe somebody else will give him another show. They found cocaine at the White House. When I first saw the story, I said, ah, come on, this is fake news, right? This is a prank. It's Babylon beat. No, actually it is. Well, how'd that get there? Hmm, Hunter Biden was there just days earlier. You don't say. Of course, I'm sure somebody's going to get arrested for this. This is a big time, uh, this, is, this is a scandal. This is going to envelop the white, no. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, and yet they should. I mean, <laughs> we're living in a day and age where the president who really should be in a home where he's being cared for and given nice warm bowls of soup and a robe and, and, and let out to enjoy some sunshine and sit on the porch and sip lemonade and be with friends, not fake running the country. The president's son, who's a known crack addict, banging hookers left and right, putting videos of it on his laptop, leaving the laptop to be found after he didn't pay for a repair bill and all the contents leaked, still being allowed in the White House, and lo and behold, they found cocaine shortly after he visited. I can't make it up. And nobody seems to give a shit. Dateline fast food snarkery. A Georgia Subway sandwich shop is under fire for a disaster-themed sign poking fun of the tragedy involving the Titan that imploded, taking tourists down for a look at the wreck of the Titanic. The sign on the Georgia Subway restaurant, our subs don't implode. (laughs) What? I'm not laughing. It's funny. I mean, kind of. You know, it was another country's tragedy. And it was only a handful of people. And even though the tourists didn't deserve to die, the asshole that built that Shitty tin can. Oh, he so deserved to die. He was begging for that thing to fall apart and implode. And he got it. But the others, they didn't didn't really deserve it. They're pretty stupid for doing it. But just being stupid and flushing a quarter of a million dollars a person to do something that was not smart doesn't mean you should die. But jokes? I don't know. Do we have to wait a while? Is it a matter of time? Is it a matter of, well, even though it's only a couple of people who died and they were kind of stupid for doing it. They were billionaires anyway. We could make fun of them. Is it a different country? I don't know how it works. I think it's kind of funny. Our subs don't implode. Of course, people are like, ah, how dare you? Stat of the day. Stat of the day. This one from Warren Sharp on Twitter. Sharp football analysis. I can't believe this stat is true, but it is. Average length of Patrick Mahomes TD passes in the air by year. First year that he set the league on fire, 2019, his second year in the NFL, his first year as a starter, 17.3 yards in the air per touchdown on average. A lot of those were to Tyreek down there somewhere. The next year it went down to 13 air yards per touchdown. Okay. I bet it stabilized from there, right, Zabe? And then it went up. Nope. Kept going down. 8.5 yards in year three. 
And last year, his lowest air yards per touchdown yet, 4.5 air yards. That's incredible. That's insane. A lot of that is, of course, Tyreek down there somewhere. Tyreek down in South Beach. That's where Tyreek is. Still, though, Mahomes threw 41 touchdowns. So a shit ton of them were dinkers inside the five. Only one touchdown traveled more than 19 yards in the air for Patrick Mahomes. And he was the best quarterback in football, and they won the Super Bowl. Terminator 2 Judgment Day was released 32 years ago today. Acclaimed as one of the great blockbuster action films and best sequels ever made, it was a hugely spectacular movie with a huge footprint on the industry. It's one of my favorites, and I got to thinking reading this long thread about details regarding Terminator 2 Judgment Day, why it was so good. And my basic thoughts on why it was so good are... One, it took a bad guy and made him into the good guy in a sci-fi series. Huge twist. That Schwarzenegger as the original Terminator was actually now going to be the good guy Terminator to save you from an even scarier fucking Terminator. So that right there was a cool twist that you're like, wow, okay, this has changed everything. Then Linda Hamilton in her middle-aged prime as this kick-ass, attractive but not some unbelievable sort of eye candy floozy action heroine was awesome to watch. Sarah Connor. And I think the best part of Terminator 2 Judgment Day was that it had, it had just enough special effects, just enough crude CGI. Because, of course, back then you couldn't do a whole lot. They did just enough to make the new Terminator be able to turn into metal and reform himself and keep coming at you, which was scary as fuck and cool as fuck all at once. But it mixed a dollop of CGI with a lot of great physical stunts that the chase between a semi-truck driven by the new Terminator and the kid on the motorcycle, uh, what are the, who's the kid's name? Connor. I had this uh, page up, but I've lost it. That's one of the great chase scenes in the history of Hollywood because you're thinking, who would ever think to have a semi-truck at full bore chasing a kid on a dirt bike through the aqueducts of LA? Well, somebody did, and it was in there, and it worked. Perfect blend of the two, twist of making the bad guy from the last movie now the good guy and making the new bad guy even scarier than the old bad guy. Attractive, alpha heroin at the center of it and cool physical stunts with a little bit of special effects. Mm, chef's kiss. Uh, Terminator 3, that sucked. Finally, 10K mistake costs 7K. What? Peach Tree Road Race leader Senbreri Teferi accidentally followed the motorcycle cop off the course right before the finish line. She ended up finishing third after realizing her mistake and then running frantically to try to catch the two who had passed her, costing her seven grand in prize money. That's a dagger. You could see the finish line in the distance, the banner, and 
She knew the course because she won the race last year. What are you doing? Why are you fine? Well, the motorcycle cop who was guiding the leaders into the finish pulls off and she's like, okay, let me follow. Oh, shit. I knew I shouldn't have taken that turn. All right. It's 11 p.m. I'm going to bed. Tune in to 97.3 The Game if you live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or anywhere around the state of Wisconsin or fine affiliates, or just listen in via the iHeart app to 97.3 The Game, and you'll get more of me talking mostly Wisconsin sports and whatnot. I know many of you are like, oh, I liked it when you were talking D.C. sports. Well, this is what I'm doing now, and I'm loving it. But that said, there'll be some 4th of July stuff as well. Make it part of your daily listening routine if you like it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, subscribe for Fridays. It's coming soon. We'll have Scott and Sally on with us this week. Help support the podcast and keep me going. And I appreciate each and every one of you who give me that five bucks a month to help sustain my efforts. Hope you had a fantastic 4th of July. Count your fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten. Good. Good to go for another year. You didn't, Jason, Pierre, Paul, yourself. Give yourself a high five. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday. And we will see you next time.